It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to the Bleacher Connection with your host, Ken and Trevor. Your source for sports and all things in between. As always, you can find us on social media, on Twitter. Trevor is at the BleacherCon1. I'm at the BleacherCon2. We have our Facebook page, the Bleacher Connection Podcast, and our webpage, thebleacherconnection.podbean.com. As teased about at the uh, end of our last episode, we, we, we talked about some, some changes, some things that we wanted to bring to you a little bit differently than what we have been doing. So, Trevor, why don't you let everyone know what we're doing here? Well, Ken, as you just mentioned, we did make a little tease at the end of our last show that we're going to change up our format a little bit. And that format is going to include a new show where kind of in the middle of the week, we're going to touch on some topics that are kind of hot button and that we didn't get a chance to talk about potentially on the weekend episode. And because we've been doing a lot of interviews recently, we've just generally missed out on some topics. So we really, really felt like we needed to add in a secondary show to hit on some of this stuff and get our point across. So we are very, very excited to introduce our fans to the Bleacher Connection Presents, Are You Kidding Me? Now, Are You Kidding Me? is a show that we're gonna pick a topic or two and we're essentially, we're gonna have a no holds barred conversation on it. And, you know, the idea of this kind of came from one of our uh, local podcasting, I guess, guys we really look up to. That's John Easthope at the Double Digit Hockey uh, Podcast and, and his show, Johnny's Rant. It looks like it's a lot of fun. We both tune in quite regularly and we just felt like we needed to add that. So, you know, John, thank you for everything you've done in the local scene and, and we really look up to you and we're very, very excited to bring you our inaugural episode of The Bleacher Connection Presents, Are You Kidding Me? Ken, where are we going? Well, the World Championships ascended, Canada took hold, home the gold, and there's been a lot of conversation coming out of, well, especially your area, Trevor, in Calgary. And that's over the play of Andrew Mangiapane. Now, I'm going to start this off by saying this is nothing against his play or him, but the talk that has been coming out over the last week about how he should be a lock on the 2022 Canadian Olympic team. He's an elite player. The, the contract extensions that are being thrown about in the Twitterverse for him. I'm sorry. They're, they're insane. The, the, 
he had a good tournament. And I'm going to say this, so he should have with how that team was built. So, I mean, this is where we're going to start our uh, our first show of Are You Kidding Me? But come on, guys. Are you kidding me? Andrew Mangiapane is not a lock for 2022. No, I just want to preface this that Ken is a Vancouver Canucks fan. So he, uh, he may have a bit of a biased opinion, but I, I don't necessarily disagree with you on this one, Ken. I've seen a lot of stuff on Calgary Flames Twitter and even not on Calgary Flames Twitter from a lot of people out there who they didn't know who Andrew Mangiapane was. And to Mangiapane's credit, this was a bit of a breakout for him where he got noticed but to be considered or even people having discussions about him being on the Canadian Olympic team not a chance I'm sorry not a chance I will go as far to say though could he potentially play himself into the conversation in 2021-22 maybe for those that don't know Andrew upon is a five-on-five beast he is a great player. His work ethic is amazing. His tracking to chase down pucks, his, you can never question his effort. Phenomenal player. But his overall points and goals and such just aren't there. I'm sorry, they are not there. Could they be there with more opportunity? Maybe. He doesn't get to play on the power play in Calgary. Maybe next year he does. Maybe he gets an elevated role. But when you look at some of the names that are on Team Canada, that I think we can, or a given that are on Team Canada, who's he taking off? Who is he outplaying here? You got McKinnon, McDavid, Marner, Marchand, Crosby, Bergeron, Huberto, Point, Stone, Tavares. Couture, Stamkos, Mark Scheifele, Matthew Barzell. That's just the guys that, and I'm thinking from Sportsnet, that's just the guys that they think are locks. There's no Ryan O'Reilly, Taylor Hall, Bo Horvat, Sagan, Couture, Giroux. Those are all guys that I think rightfully so are ahead of them. Tell me, who is he taking off that list? I don't think he's taking anyone off that list. And I think the hill for him to climb to make that team is somewhat insurmountable. This is a person, it would almost be like myself waking up tomorrow. Like, I'm going to climb a mountain. Let's go find Mount Fuji. I can go do that. No, like that, that is not realistic. I think he stood out on Team Canada's world championship team. And let's look at that roster. Braden, Braden Schneider, WHL. Jacob Bernard Docker. Says Ottawa, but I'm pretty sure that's AHL. Colin Miller of Buffalo. Liam Foodie of Columbus. Jarrett Anderson Dolan of LA. I, I don't know these guys in the NHL. Gabriel Velarde of Los Angeles. Adam Henrique, legit full-time NHLer that would fit in Anaheim's top six. Don't know about anyone else's right now. Justin Danforth, Nick Paul of Ottawa, Brandon Hagel of Chicago, Owen Power of... University of Michigan, Sean Walker of LA, Michael Bunting of Arizona, Connor Brown of Ottawa, Mario Ferraro, Maxime Comtois of Anaheim, Troy Stetcher, Brandon Peary, 
Nicholas Bowden of Chicago, Andrew Mangiapane, and Cole Perfetti of the OH, Saginaw of the OHL. This is a team where he should have stood out, and he did. He did what I think would be expected of Andrew Mangiapane with this roster because it's not built. It wasn't built with the normal Team Canada that you would see. World Championships, does Andrew Mangiapane make that team? Absolutely. I would say he is a player for Team Canada at the World Championships. Not when it comes to the Olympics and every available Canadian forward is there for them to pick. A lot of players for Team Canada and the U.S. did not go to the World Championships. So he had a, a spotlight shone on him in a unique situation this year, and he did take advantage of it, but that doesn't mean he's a lock for 2022. Now, selfishly, I hope Andrew Mangiapane never plays on the World Championships ever, ever again, because, well, that means my team's going on Stanley Cup runs every season. I'm not sure that's going to happen. Don't hold your breath. I'm not going to hold my breath on that one, but... I do agree with you. Anjuman Giapani, I think, is a lock to be on the world championship team potentially every season. Hopefully never again, but again, I think he's there. He is a very good player. By no means is this a slam Anjuman Giapani session. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. The guy is a, a tremendous player. But Olympics? No. No, not a chance. Would I love it if he made the Olympics? Yeah, I would. Then that means he's having an absolutely outstanding season next year and turned heads. I think he did the thing. He got noticed. He finally got noticed. Good on him. Uh, Calgary Flames fans, we've known this for a while. Andrew Mangiapane is a very good player. He burns my all of, yeah, all of All of Canada now knows who Andrew Mangiapane is. And that, that is awesome. So I just, I, I can't get over this. I, I literally can't. And, and the, the contract extension talks that I'm hearing, like, do I want the Calgary Flames to lock this guy up long-term? Absolutely, I do. I want him locked up. You know, maybe not seven, eight years. I'm a little leery on that. But I've also seen guys high fives, low sixes saying, Let, you know, let's get him eight by six, $48 million dollars. I'm sorry, I cannot commit that kind of money to a guy who's got 77 career NHL points. You want to commit 48, you know, 35, 48, depending on the term, you know, close to $6 million a year for a guy with 77 points? I I can't get on that train. I, yeah, I just, I, I cannot. I literally cannot. I, I had put it out on Twitter about a week ago, maybe a little bit less. And actually, I get a, Mike Gold actually called me out on this, where I said, well, I'm comfortable with a four- to five-year term. And he goes, well, are you sure you're comfortable with that? Because that walks him right through to free agency. And I was like, yeah, well, you know what? That is actually a really good point. But the more and more as I get thinking about it, it's like, what if we sign him to a six-year million deal and he doesn't progress any further all of a sudden that contract's going to look really bad so maybe a a, another two two two-year bridge deal and then he can earn seven million is the way to go so i originally thought lock him up long term and now i'm kind of like 
you know what, let's give them, let's dangle that carrot in front of them and say, here you go, here's another two-year, $8 million deal. Prove to us you're worth $6.5 million a year. Maybe that's the way to go. I don't know. I just, To me, all the risk lies with the Calgary Flames here. You sign them up long-term, then all of a sudden that carrot's gone from in front of them. Does he then taper off a bit? Maybe. You sign him to a three- or four-year deal, does he walk in three or four years? Maybe. So I've actually, the more I've thought about this, I think you try to go two years, two years, and then go long-term. His past two seasons, he's had 32 points each season. So 64 points in two abbreviated seasons. Before that, he had a 13-point season in 44 games and zero in 10. He's had two full NHL seasons that aren't even full NHL seasons because of the pandemic. You cannot lock this guy up to huge money for huge years. You, you didn't sign it, but you traded for it. You already have Milan Lucic's contract like that. You guys gave James Neal good money. And this was a guy who had produced for years in the NHL and it didn't work out. Why are you going to want to give it to someone who hasn't produced in the NHL for a long time? on the hopes and dreams that this could happen. Like this gives me a lot of Toronto Maple Leaf vibe when it comes to this, because we get the Eastern media out here in the West. We always hear about how great these players on the Maple Leafs are. Zach Hyman's the latest one that they're pumping as a Vancouver Canucks fan. Kyle Wellwood was the greatest center that the Eastern conference had ever seen. And when we picked him up, there wasn't really anything there, but they just pumped down your throat. And this is what's happening to Andrew Mangiapane. He is being, and this is almost, I'm going to say it's not fair to him. It's not fair that the pressure and the buildup that the fan base is already putting around him and on him to perform at this, they're considering him an elite top six, top three forward in the NHL. And I don't know that he's there. So if he doesn't perform next year, now what? Are you running him out of town? Is he now got to go? Right after you just spent the entire offseason saying you should sign him to six, seven, eight years and big money. You gotta you gotta temper the expectations here. He did well and he's progressing and it's gonna take time. But I agree, it's gotta be a short term show me this is what you are and show me you can do more kind of deal. Now I'm gonna you had brought up his point totals, and I, I will preface that a little bit. He doesn't get power play time. He doesn't. He literally doesn't. I think next year he will. And I think you will see an increase in his point totals. I've got his, some of his uh, possession metrics, his course, he, he's well into close to 60%. The, the shots for when he's on the ice are way in his favor. Like when you're talking about an analytics player, he, this guy, this kid's an analytics dream. Every metric is in his favor. He is a very good player. He drives play. He does do those things. I think one of the big stumbling blocks he's going to run into is, is he going to have line mates good enough to get him enough points? In Calgary, I'm not convinced he is. I think you're looking at next year going in to the offseason or going into next season with Lindholm, Goudreau, Kachuk. That's going to be your first line. Monaghan, if he's here, might be your second-line center. I think you're looking at a scenario where Monjapani is playing with Monaghan and Dubé. 
potentially. It hasn't worked for Goudreau. Yeah, I just, I don't see that combination of line mates lighting it up. Now, maybe, maybe Sean Monaghan, if he's back, returns to playing on the top line alongside Goudreau, and then all of a sudden, Mangiapane might get to play with a Matthew Kachucker and Elias Lindholm. Maybe then, maybe he might get a chance for a little bit of an increase in points. But as constructed now, and obviously there's tons that could happen this offseason, I just don't know that he's going to get to play with the line mates, that he's going to get to the opportunity to produce enough points. So I think that could be a stumbling block. Maybe Dylan Dubé has his breakout season next year, and all of a sudden we have a dominant second line with two youngsters on it. I'd love to see that as a Flames fan, but I'm skeptical at best on that right now. So I think that could really hold Andrew Maggiapone back in terms of his stats, straight up goals, assists, points. And everybody knows you talking, you want to talk Olympics. That's the first, one of the first things they're going to look at is your running point totals. And, and I think that's going to be his biggest stumbling block to really getting into that conversation. Yeah. And, and when it comes to the Olympics and that every player is, beyond worldly skilled and can do it all. And whether it's lack of getting the time or he just hasn't done it when he has been given the time, if you're not out there on the power play or if you can't kill penalties, that's too one dimensional for team Canada. You need to be able to do it all. Like you need to be able to score five on five and kill penalties. You need to be able to score five on five and score on the power play. Like there's guys that are, pure goal scorers that go into a completely different role when it comes to team Canada on uh, at the Olympics or world cup. But I, I think that what you just said there, I think actually could play into his benefit because Andrew Maggiapane can kill penalties and Andrew Maggiapane wouldn't be one of those kind of, let's call it big egos going, Oh, what do you mean? I got to play a fourth line role role and be a checker. I think that point right there could actually potentially play into his favor where he could want to do that role. But again, are there better players suited to do that? Potentially, you know, I I'm going to look a couple provinces older over at Pierre-Luc Dubois who had a terrible season this year, but is he potentially one of those guys that could have a breakout and not they really have to have a breakout, maybe get back to form and be better at that role than Andrew Maggiapane. It's very possible. Patrice Bergeron. Well, Bergeron's a lock on it anyways. But But you have those guys. You've got Bergeron, Marchand. You've got guys that can, a Shifley, that could go out there and kill a penalty. Mark Stone. You've already got those guys that are locked on the team that do a lot more already available to the team. That where I don't know that they're going to take a penalty kill specialist who's only doing that to take a roster spot and sit on the bench for 55 minutes. I'm going to take this another way. I'm going to go even further out to Montreal. Who's in the, the conference finals right now, Nick Suzuki. Could he be a guy that could very well end up in the radar ahead of a guy like Maggiapane? Cole Caulfield has looked electric yeah. since coming into the lineup and very hard for a raw rookie to do this, but I'm just, could you potentially have other guys who I think would have a better chance of kind of stepping into the forefront and, and taking that spot? And that's just locally the teams in, in, in Canada, like we didn't we're even not mention even touching t- on. Yeah. 
Tyler Toffoli. We haven't said his name at all. Yeah, Tyler Toffoli. Right? Absolutely. Like, that's a guy who a lot of people in Vancouver are still talking about. But like Tyler Toffoli, he can do that role. And if you even when you you mentioned him as an as an outlier, Bo Horvat, right? That's another guy who I think can bring more to the table than Mangiapane that can do that kind of role. And I'm not saying Bo Horvat just because I'm a Canucks fan. He's just he's a name on my screen that I know can do that role. Right. So well, he's a captain too. Yeah. So he's it's going to be very tough. Yeah. yeah. It's very again, tough. This isn't a knock on Andrew Maggiapani. I just, this is a, a, a realistic conversation about Andrew Maggiapani making the Olympic team. And I just, if I had to wager a guess, he's the 25th forward right now. Yeah. Maybe 20. Well, they really only take 13. So I don't see it. I, I just don't see it. No, it, it, again, you're absolutely right. This is not about the player. It's about the fan expectation and just uh, be happy and excited at what he did. Absolutely. But don't bury the guy under unrealistic expectations and don't set Matthew yourself L- up for. Don't uh, Matthew Lombardi, this guy, <laughs> Matthew Lombardi had a couple of really good world championships and Nadia is at much of a watered-down tournament, and that raised fans' expectations of Matthew Lombardi. And all of a sudden, everybody thought, this guy's the next guy, he's the next guy, and Matthew Lombardi never figured it out. Now, I'm not saying Andrew is going to do that, but you got to temper your expectations on a tournament where you're not playing the best in the world. So it's awesome that he went there and dominated. I am not taking that away from him at all. But we have to, Calgary Flames Nation has to temper their expectations based on that tournament. I don't believe they have to temper their expectations based on what they saw last season from him playing five on five. He was a very good player. He's not an all-star. He's not an Olympic caliber player. Do I hope he turns into one? Absolutely. Yeah, it's... It's going to be interesting. I really hope that it does calm down so that he isn't, you know, then martyred at the end of it if it doesn't go well or if he doesn't make it. Because here's what's going to happen. If he doesn't make it in 2022, is that four years of Mangiapane got screwed? <laughs> I, you know, I I'm asking I the not. question. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But Flames Nation is still saying it was in. Um, so <laughs> it was in. <laughs> i'm pretty sure buffalo got over the fact that brett hall was in the crease but i you know we'll see maybe that was 20 some odd years later too we'll we'll, we'll go from there yeah it's not andrew mangiapani the player that has me saying are you kidding me it's the fans enjoy what happened but don't blow it up into something that it isn't because unfortunately that is what is happening right now Flames Nation, we'd love to hear from you guys. I know this is a hot button topic right now. Again, in no way is this a was this a, a bashing Andrew Maggiapani session. This was a realistic expectation session. I'm a huge part of Calgary Flames Nation and Calgary Flames Twitter. I'm saying it right now. We need to temper our expectations and we need to just let this kid evolve, let this kid grow because I do believe he's going to be a very, very good player. But let's put the brakes let's maybe put it in reverse a little bit and let's temper those expectations but again we would love to hear from you guys on twitter at the bleacher con one at the bleacher con two 
Yeah. Well, there it is. Are you kidding me? That is our first episode of that. We'll be back next week. Uh, we'll even look to bring some of these to you guys live. We do. We can do that. We do have the technology. Uh, so let us know. We'll let you know when it's going to happen when we do that. We'll give you he- enough uh, of a heads up so that you can hopefully join us. Put in your questions, your comments. Tell us whether we're uh, on point, way off base, or just putting out moronic takes. Whatever you want to let us know. Uh, well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, everyone.